The Fintech 5 podcast is sponsored by NTT Data Services. NTT Data Services, a global business and IT innovator. They partner with clients to navigate and simplify the modern complexities of business and technology, delivering the insights, solutions, and outcomes that matter most to them. Basically, they get stuff done. Learn more at nttdataservices.com. Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, Fintech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs' advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the Fintech Five. In this episode of the Fintech Five, we are with the founder and CEO of FT Partners, Steve McLaughlin. How are you doing, Steve? Doing great, Sam. Are you in San Francisco right now? I am. Sunny San Francisco. Beautiful day out. Yeah, sunny San Francisco. For those that haven't been to San Francisco, <laughs> that's not exactly always the description I would use for San Francisco. <laughs> I have frozen there many a time. Well, I didn't say it was warm. I just said it was sunny. So uh, oh, there you, go. You, you can have both. That's for sure. All right. So, Steve, you, you founded FQ Partners back in 2002. And I, I want to go back to you know the original idea for founding the company. But first, what is FQ Partners? Sure. FT Partners is short for Financial Technology Partners. We're a boutique investment bank focused 100% on the broad fintech industry. Um, well, we define that industry. It's everything from payments to lending to insure tech to capital markets and wealth tech to what we call financial management solutions. And those are the sectors we cover. But what we do is we help founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and venture capitalists and private equity firms essentially raise capital for their businesses or sell their businesses or conduct other kinds of M&A transactions. So effectively, we're advisors who are, you know, uh, strategic advisors to senior level executives in these companies. So you're on the front lines right now um, of the space. How would you describe 2017 when it comes to the market? Well, I would say 2017 has been spectacular for us. You know, it's uh, 15 years of building the business. Um, we're seeing everything we've built, you know, just finally start to come together. And it's been a great run. And it's just it's just starting, it seems like, in terms of the wave that we've built. Um, we've probably done more business in the first five months of the year than we did in the last, you know, year and a half. It's all uh, kind of coming together. And it's not, I don't think, all part of why, because fintech has been so quote-unquote booming, I think fintech has actually been quite up and down and sideways. Um, I think it's more just that we're finding the right spots and the right companies are finding us and, you know, it's just all starting to gel. But, uh, you know, space continues to be vibrant, but I still think it's um, quite a tricky space. So I, I want to get back to the fact that you founded the company in 2002. Prior to that, you were working at Goldman Sachs, right? Yeah, it was at Goldman from 95 up through early 02 in their financial institutions group and then uh, in their fintech group really was the first guy or one of the first guys, I should say, in, in fintech and Wall Street and certainly Goldman Sachs. And uh, so it's been a, you know, probably 20 plus years now. Yeah. So so just to remind people, because we forget history uh, way too fast, 2002 is not exactly a great year, <laughs> if I remember right. Um we had the dot-com bubble, we had um, 9-11, we had markets taking a massive hit, and that's when you decided to start your own company? Yeah, you know, it was actually, the in hindsight, it was the perfect time because 
you know, Goldman and a lot of the big banks were turning down a lot of tech deals because they were, you know, sort of fallen angels in, in Goldman's mind. Um, and they were also focused on, you know, the big deals. So I say fig, I mean, financial institutions group deals, you know, very large FIs. And so, you know, fintech itself was kind of like a lost, you know, sector at Goldman Sachs. So, you know, luckily I had been doing it for, you know, six or seven years and knew, knew it from, you know, A to Z. And I actually had a lot of clients calling me up and saying, you know, hey, would you take on our business, you know, uh, to help us sell or raise money at Goldman? And the answer most of the time was no, because the deals were too small. These were deals I thought were three, four, five, six hundred million dollar deals, even billion dollar deals. Um, but because there weren't that many deals getting done in the market, Goldman was very focused on working on much, much larger deals uh, like they are today. So that left a massive, you know, middle market uncovered in the fintech space. But you know, when markets are tough, these middle market companies and tech companies still need to raise money and and do M and A transactions. So um, you know, there's just um, was a ton of opportunity, and and uh, it's probably kind of crazy to go out and do it when I was 32, 33 years old. But you know, well, I, I guess I didn't know any better and uh, took a chance. So it's it's interesting if you looked at your LinkedIn profile under the the skills. Um, section in the endorsement section, you have 40 people endorsing you for kicking ass, which I didn't realize was a category for a skill set. So one, congratulations. That's pretty good. Um, I, I think that has to be a prerequisite for a for a founder, don't you think? <laughs> Especially at a space like you're in. You got you got to kick some ass every now and then. That's for sure. So uh, that's hilarious. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to remind you. You know, I, I did my my massive research. Thank God for Reed Hoffman and in LinkedIn. So I've, what, what, what would we do without it? <laughs> exactly. So I'm curious, um, when, cause you do run a very successful organization. And when you're looking at these, these tech firms that are coming in the FinTech companies, um, how do you go about deciding which ones are actually worth it? I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're inundated with data, but it has to be more than just the data itself. I mean, what is it, what are some of the key indicators you look for? Sure. I mean, you know, there's the easy ones where, you know, if a company's doing 50 million of EBITDA, growing 25% and five guys want to buy it. I mean, that's an easy one. The trickier ones are when the company's losing $10 million, has 20 million in revenue and needs to raise, you know, 50 million. You know, that's a tricky one. And that's where sort of you have to take your banker hat off and put on your, your growth equity hat or your venture capital hat on and start really making tough decisions with how you're going to allocate your time in a given year. And so it all comes down to, Hey, what I put my own personal money in this company, why I put this brand that I built for 15 years, you know, in, in this company I'm about to represent. And the answer, if the answer is absolutely yes, we'll take on the deal. If the answer is no, then, then we won't. So am I going to put my whole entire career on the line, you know, to represent a company I don't feel really great about? No. And so I think that's something that's been, you know, developing over the years and it's really created a sense of, you know, everything that we work on is a terrific company. So what, what happens is the terrific companies are finding us now and it's kind of a, you know, kind of a stamp of approval. If we're representing someone, they know that, you know, we feel like our company's on the line and, and, um, you know, it's, it's uh, kind of a, uh, kind of a virtuous circle, if you will. All right. This is a short form interview format, supposedly, which my producer always reminds me of. So unfortunately, we're at the end. So it's rapid fire. These are very simple. Three quick questions. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Where'd you go to school? 
undergrad Villanova, graduate school at uh, Wharton Business School in Philadelphia. So are you from Philly originally? I am. <laughs> a Philly boy in San Francisco. But you've been in San Francisco for probably well over a decade now, right? Yeah, yeah, 15 years. Uh, I originally uh, grew up in Philadelphia and thought I was on the East Coast, but here I am. So here's a, probably the, uh, the hardest question I'll ask you. If you could have three drinks with three tech CEOs, so if you could sit down over a drink, who would the CEOs be? Oh, geez. Oh. I'd have, uh, I'd have a, uh, a beer with uh, Jack Dorsey over at Square, which is always good. I'd probably have a uh, slow gin with, uh, with uh, Mark Zuckerberg. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd say I'd love to, uh, you know, have a brandy with uh, Jack Welch uh, back in his GE days. So he was sort of one of my heroes. So, um, you know, those, those would be my three, uh, unprepared, unscripted. That's pretty good. I mean, I like the drink connections that you did. I'm, I'm proud of that. A beer with Dorsey. He's, he's, he's underrated, I think. I think what he's done at Square, the fact that he has Twitter and Square going at the same time is just amazing to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, all, a lot of these CEOs, um, you know, can't run one company he's running two. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I've been a big fan of, of, of his and, and user of the various products myself. And so, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think what he's done is terrific on, on both companies. And I think both have always been a little bit underrated, but I think both are going to be you know, five times the size they are over the course of time. So it's exciting. Yeah, and I'll give you credit for having quite a range there. Jack Dorsey, Zuckerberg, and then Jack Welch. So you got new school, old school, and I don't know, everything in between. That's pretty good. All right. Two Jacks and a Mark. Yeah, two Jacks. <laughs> exactly. Where's the best place for listeners to find out what's going on at uh, FD Partners and you, too, to follow you? Well, that, say that question again. Yeah, no problem. What's the best place for our listeners to to find out what's happening at FT Partners and to follow you? You know, probably on our website at ftpartners.com or on our Twitter at, at ftpartners.com. And there's my Jack Dorsey reference. That was pretty good. And also, um, you still you do the monthly reports, if I'm not mistaken. I'm always pulling reports from you guys, um, kind of on the state of the industry. That's some of the best out there, easily. So, folks, go and take a look. Well worth your time. Excellent. Appreciate it, Sam. Thank you, Steve. 